0: There's a rule for that may contain mature themes, so listener discretion is advised. Yeah, I'm just recording it just just to try and get things settled in. I get everything. that. So, how did you like the deleted scenes? I liked the deleted yeah. scenes a lot. Those really cute. <laughs> no, I think my favorite out of all of them is with um, checking in on Felix and Calhoun.
1: Yes, and like I wanted it
0: to. I wanted it to be a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. But I can get these off. I can yeah. see them turning that concept into like an animated short. They
1: should. They need to. Yeah. They should have done that like, already. Like what happens within the span of that
0: day? Because <laughs> it's so weird. Wreck-It Ralph two happens all within the span of a day. Like when they're on the it does. internet. It does. Really when they're does. on the internet, it's the span of a day. So the whole entire movie probably takes yeah, place within the jules. span of
1: like three days. Sorry, I'm just putting it. Okay.
0: Sorry, I'm spinning, too. No, it like takes place within like the span of three days at yeah. most, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Like you know. It's so weird. It's like, oh we gotta to... it's it's like every like RP that you that you did in like junior high. Uh-huh. Where it's like, oh the two characters get together, have an adventure, fall in love. And it's all within the span of a day. <laughs> <laughs> no one sleeps. Nobody sleeps. <laughs> you, like, realize nobody has slept. You guys didn't, like, do, a, like, a thing for them to pass the time other than... Time skips. Like, time skips and whatnot. No, it happens within the span of a day. <laughs>
1: Whoops. <laughs> Oops.
0: That happens. Oh, f- day. <laughs> show sorry this is a family friendly show we are not swearing on this
1: that's my default like suffix i'm sorry
0: we're trying
1: not to swear i didn't know that this was going to be part of the show in my defense
0: (laughs) i'm going to i'm going to just start the recording like wherever i'm just going to like edit everything and just start it wherever
1: edit that out no (laughs) please please i beg (laughs) Oh my
0: gosh. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Welcome back to There's a Rule for That, where we talk about some of the stuff in tabletop games and they could be rules or they could be just random things. You never know. And sometimes we swear on accident. Yeah, sometimes I have to go back and bleep things. My bad. Don't worry, there's always a mature... Or an adult content warning <laughs> before each episode. And we're only on episode three. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I think only the first one so far has needed that. Yeah. I'm just gonna put them on every single one just in case. But yeah, I'm Lindsay Berry. I'm Brianne Bradley. And today, it's Breanne's turn to talk about something. Done,
1: done, done! <laughs> so well, it's gonna be short. <laughs> You never know. For being a bard, I'm not the charismatic one here. What happened? I don't know. What What happened to what? What happened to what? You're a bard. What happened to your charismatic personality? Like, I, I let the people just imagine it a lot of the time. Just be like, hey, since my charisma is this, you can imagine how beautiful and amazing it was. However, right (laughs) now, this is how I'm describing it. I'm going to screech like a pterodactyl. (laughs) I hope it works. (laughs) Since my charisma is a plus nine, I can do what I want. Speaking of,
0: so I was listening to podcasts at work, like I usually do. Mm -hmm. And I finally realized why Critical Role wasn't updating They actually, they changed it to, instead of uh, it being by Geek and Sundry, Uh it's by Critical Role. Nice. So they completely changed it over, but I still keep the old episodes just in case I want to go back and re-listen. Yeah. Um, But they have some of like the one shots, the newer episodes of the main story and whatnot. So I was finally able to listen to um, A Search for Grog, which happens at the very end of the first campaign.
1: Uh, have you started? I've started. Cool I've started. it. I I've, like... I've liked it so far, but I was at work and it was really hard to pay attention. Yeah, well, because I was sewing, and you know, yeah, it's it gets so. Hilarious. Are you excited about their their fundraiser for I am... for the full animated? Like, how do I get how do I get hired to work on their animated I know. short? That would be amazing. You probably need to contact.
0: I like, need to, like the people. Hey, I need a job right now, you guys. Matt Mercer, hit us up.
1: <laughs> I know you're a, a busy story, man.
0: I'm a storyboard artist, I swear. I'm just here for the food. <laughs> but um, it's it's so exciting. I finally got my tax return stuff done. Good for you. So, here's the thing. I have been waiting on my tax on my W two for like a month. And I was like, I was supposed to get it when we first started recording the podcast. So, so six weeks. What the heck? And so I finally went in today after asking twice where my W two was, and finally the account the the guy that was a, a part of accounting, who's the head of accounting, Jose. And I love Jose. He's the most charismatic man at that workplace. Jose by far, and um, like he was in one of my, my old wards. Oh, cool. Yeah, which is awesome. Um, but he called up corporate and he's like, hey, where's Lindsay's W-2? And they're like, hold on one moment. They put us on hold for like five minutes. And so we just got to talking and they finally came back and were like, they're like, oh, we found it. Apparently it fell on it fell and got like. It disappeared. Dun dun dun. So it vanished. They lost it. And they finally found it after five minutes of searching. Oh no. So somebody was personally like given it and they sent it over and I got it by the end of the, the work day today. So I was Hooray! finally able to get my freaking taxes done. But from my tax, so from we'll my from my return, I can finally contribute to the the Kickstarter. Hooray! So I'm happy. <laughs> That's awesome. I cannot wait.
1: I showed you the intro, right? To their to their anime? Yes. No, no, I haven't. Not right now. After the podcast. Hold on. Nope. We'll be right back. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was really awesome. And it turns out you had showed me before. Yeah. still.
0: I could watch that over and over and over again and not get tired of it. Yeah, I think I could too. I'm excited. Yeah. You know, the one thing I want them to bring back is um, Tiberius. Uh-huh the the dragonborn i he's in the first couple episodes yeah. right he's like in the first part of the of season 1 okay i love i love Tiberius i listened to it like 4 weeks ago he's like i'm Tiberius stormborn yeah i like him from from jaconia <laughs>
1: <laughs> i liked him a lot
0: i love Tiberius i miss him so much if if his voice actor comes back as Tiberius i'm going to be so freaking happy. That'll be awesome. Because it's going to be the entire uh, series of season one. Nice. As an animated series.
1: That'll be cool.
0: So, please, Critical Role, bring back Tiberius Stormwind. Please. from G- From Draconia. <laughs> please. <laughs> I need him in
1: my life. <laughs> so, so, what are we talking about today, Brianne? Today we we're talking about ritual spellcasting in Oof. 5th edition. Oof. And it's a type of spellcasting that takes 10 minutes. Ooh. But that's but. so much more than that. That's that's where people stop listening most of the is time. Is it like
0: the minimum is 10 minutes?
1: Yeah, minimum. Oh gosh. But that's not a casting time technically. We'll um. get into that right now. Ai did it. So I guess I did the same thing that you did because I think, you know, we're both in that sort of way where yeah. we look up the the definition yeah. of a word. And so the definition that I looked up was ritual. So a ritual is a religious or solemn ceremony consisting of a series of actions performed according to a prescribed order. Meaning ritual spell casting isn't just a spell that has a 10 minute casting time. It is a ceremony or a series of actions that you perform in order to create a magical outcome. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> so it's, it's something that can be, that can really create flavor text. Mm-hmm. I think this is something that, like, I never, like, I did a lot of research on this for weeks. hmm and I've never had anybody, like, tell me anything about the actual ritual part of it. Yeah. They're just like, oh, yeah, it takes 10 minutes to cast. Yeah. Well,
0: some DMs kind of, like, gloss over that fact. And it's like, oh, yeah, you do that. Yeah. And then
1: this thing happens. But it's, uh, so it's something I think it can create really good flavor text if you come up with a ritual for your these specific spells. Mm-hmm. And it can create role-playing opportunities and it can connect you closer to your character, in my Ooh. opinion, in my humble opinion. That's but a good opinion. Thank you. So, <laughs> so like, what kind of, what do you think of when you think of a ritual?
0: Um, usually like the first thing that comes to mind, and I think it comes to mind for most people, but it's like the drawing of the pentagrams and the <laughs> sacrificial
1: things to summon a demon to be your boyfriend for prom. <laughs> Pendy and the ink machine. <laughs> Yeah, like rituals like that. Or, you know, there's like the morning ritual where you get up and you take more than, hopefully more than 10 minutes. That's true. Unless you're me. Unless you're me too. To get ready to do your, you know, your morning routine. My morning
0: routine is literally me waking up my cat at my face. (laughs) I pet her to make her stop crying. (laughs) And then I'm on my phone for 10 minutes. I realize that I'm going to be late for work. I have, and then I like quickly dress, run
1: out the door. That's my morning routine. My morning routine is snoozing my alarm clock as long as I can. Yeah. Five more minutes, two hours later. Exactly. That's why I set it at six when I need to leave at eight. <laughs> Joy. <laughs> and I only spend maybe 25, 30 minutes getting ready oh. tops. I wish I had that much time in the morning, but I'm just too lazy. To I know. I just, same. I love my bed. <laughs> So, what are some of the requirements for ritual spell casting? I don't know. What are some of the requirements <laughs> for ritual spell casting? <laughs> the the requirements you have to be a class that does ritual spell casting mm-hmm. that has that feature, w- such as a bard, a druid, a cleric, a warlock, which is debatable. I think I was the, the research was not conclusive. I think it depends a on the wizard.
0: subclass.
1: Yay! Callbacks. Callbacks to last two weeks episodes ago. So you that have to be. Sense. So you have to be one of those people, and the last one was a wizard, or you can choose the ritual casting feat, which mm-hmm. when you when you level up, which we will read that once I get there. Yay! Oh hey, I opened it right up. Oh my gosh! I know. So the ritual, uh, ritual caster feat. The prerequisite is that you must be it must have an intelligence or wisdom of a 13 or higher,
0: which is usual for most characters unless you roll really poorly.
1: I'm really good at rolling really poorly, and I like I like I think it's fun putting like a really low wisdom yeah. score into some people to have like a high intelligence but a yeah. low wisdom. Wasn't uh doesn't Axel have a high intelligence and wisdom? I think he's got a low wisdom. Let me, but he's got a really high intelligence let me look that up real quick it's been a minute since i've looked yeah, at him while you look that up, up just keep talking the prerequisite is 13 high or higher intelligence or wisdom you must you have learned a number of spells that you can cast as rituals these spells are written in a ritual book which you must have in hand while casting one of them when you choose this feat you acquire a ritual book holding two first level spells of your choice Choose one of the following classes, Bard, Cleric, Druid, Sorcerer, Wizard, or Warlock. You must choose your spells from that class's spell list, and the spells you choose must have the ritual tag. The class you choose also determines your spellcasting ability for these uh, spells. uh, Charisma for Bard, Sorcerer, or Warlock, Wisdom for Cleric or Druid, or Intelligence for Wizard. If you came across, or if you come across a spell in written form, such as a magical spell scroll or a wizard spell book, you might be able to add it to your ritual book. The spell must be on the spell list for its class that you choose, or for the class that you chose. The spell's level can be no higher than half your level rounded up, and it must have the ritual tag. The process of copying the spell into your ritual book takes two hours per level of the spell and costs 50 gold point, gold pieces per level. The cost represents the material components you, are, you expend as you experiment with the spell to master it, oh, as well as the fine inks that you need to record it. So 50 gold points per spell. How oh, bad gosh. is it? You, Axel is a squishy. Oh, yeah, he's very squishy. He is a squishy. This is level one, though. Ugh,
0: level one. He has an 11 intelligence and 11 wisdom. But he's got an 18 charisma! The <laughs> lowest is in
1: constitution, which is gonna be so hard for him. I might I might re-roll for him. Yeah, you probably should. Because I don't think I rolled very well, because there's... <laughs> no, like, the, yeah, because there's
0: a nine as
1: as 12 seven seven, an 11 as as your dm i'll let you i'll let you re-roll your um lowest three good because my lowest three are seven nine and 11 yeah you (laughs) get to choose only one of those 11s choose wisely hmm probably intelligence okay i'll let you re-roll those and then i can put it in Anyway. Anyway, so why would I want to... Why would you want to choose this? Like, why would I want a spell that takes 10 minutes to cast if I can just use a spell slot for instant results, you may ask? Well, Exactly that's, what I ask. That's exactly what you ask. <laughs> <laughs> that's the beauty of it, of the ritual spells. There is no spell slot required. It's a free spell. It's a free spell that takes... 10 minutes of your time and energy. So it's a free spell with a few extra steps. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's beautiful. It is. It's very beautiful. <laughs> I
0: bet. How beautiful is it, Brienne? How beautiful is it? I went out of
1: order there. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized I went out of order in my notes. Crap, my notes. They're all <laughs> ruined. <laughs> but so as it says, the, the ritual spells have the ritual tag which is on the second line of the spell description in parentheses next to the level in the school you can only cast certain spells as rituals and they have to have that ritual tag yeah. there uh there actually are quite a th- there are very few spells uh that actually are rituals it's kind of a limited pool mm-hmm. but you can do a lot of stuff with those spells that's good so from nworld.org, know your rights. R I T E S. Good pun there, guys. A guide to ritual casting. There are three different types of ritual casting available, uh, with slightly different rules on to for how you accomplish a ritual casting. The first, which is mentioned with the when you take the feat, it's ritual book casting. You have a you have a book, either a ritual book or a spell book which contains spells that you can cast as rituals. As long as you have that book available, you can cast those ritual spells. They do not cost you any spell slots. Well, dang. Right? So as long as you have, like, your, your beautiful tome of beautiful yeah. beauty-miss <laughs> Or, you know, your notebook from Sam's Club. Whichever, whichever one. Wherever you keep your spells. As long as you have that, then you can... Uh, use it to cast a ritual spell mm-hmm. because it's a lot easier. It's a lot more versatile, just because you can like set the book down and be like <laughs> and have <laughs> and cast and get you you know yeah get your ritual done did
0: yeah. or. As a replacement, and I really want to see this as for someone who plays a wizard. I want to see someone instead of having like a look at tone, they have flashcards.
1: The <gasps> oh wizard has flashcards
0: instead. So he's like, hold on, wait, wait, hold on, crap
1: my, my cards. <laughs> and he drops them and He everywhere. drops them. <laughs> my cards. And he doesn't have it. Osseo, this isn't Harry Potter. Osseo flashcards. Osseo <laughs> notes that are on the floor now. <laughs> Does prestidigitation work on this? I don't know.
0: <laughs> Would my cards disappear? <laughs> I need my cards. Hold up, Goblin Swarm. Hold on, I drop my cards. I can't kiss
1: without my trash cards. <laughs> It your tome with your spellbook or your flashcards. Yeah. <laughs> the second one, the second type is prepared rituals. Your spell list contains spells which can be cast as ritual. If you have one of those spells prepared, you can cast it as a ritual. It does not cost you any spell slots. Note that you can still use these spells as non-ritual spells with their normal casting time and spend a spell slot on them. So you can like a lot of the spells like are like Liamon's tiny hut or uh, detect magic or uh, okay. the floating disk and stuff like that. You can use all of those as a spell slot and um, have it instantly or you know however fast your your normal casting time is. And so it's not practical to do these things in combat. Take ten minutes because then you just put your cover time... me guys. <laughs> I'm going ritual. <laughs> You just put yourself completely out of the the game. But you're our cleric! You're the one with the heels! We need you now! Hold on, I want to detect if they've got magic! We don't have time! You can use your eyes for this! They're using magic! Use your
0: eyes of blinking! They're there!
1: Eyes of blinking... Takes it takes one turn, one action. <laughs> use my eyes of blinking. You know what? If I was the DM, I'd give it a free action. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be like a free. You just do it. You just, just do it. Just look. Just look with your elven eyes. What do you see? <laughs> and then the third, the third type, which is very rare and it's only for specific people, is rote rituals. These are rituals based on spells that you can cast but don't have to prepare ahead of time. Hmm. The two examples of this are the barbarian rituals and the pact of the tome's War- the pact the pact of the tome warlock's book of ancient secrets Ooh. feature as applied to the warlock spells already known by the warlock that have the ritual tag. Oh this- wait, okay, so hold on. Barbarians can do rituals if you get the feat. Okay. Only if you chose the feet. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Because, again, you, uh, the the classes that have it already are Bard, Druid, Cleric, Warlock, and Wizard. Okay. If you are not one of those things, you have to go back and when you're leveling up or get wherever. The, get the feet. Choose the, yeah, the okay. ritual cast feet. Okay. Now you have three feet. <laughs> or more. Or more. Depending on what level you are. Just (laughs) you'll be really good at dancing, (laughs) or really bad.
0: I have three left feet. (laughs) At least six left feet. (laughs) Only one of them is right.
1: Why do I have an odd number of feet? Because reasons. Okay, but so no. Oh. You can get mad at me for swearing, you know. <laughs> at least I didn't do it. <laughs> so this explains also that instead of using a spell slot, you can take 10 minutes to perform a ritual. So using that is that... Am I writing, reading this in order? My notes are not ordered very well. You put numbers in arrows. Of course they're numbered completely well. <laughs> but so it explains that instead of using the spell slot you can take 10 minutes to perform a ritual using that energy and time to create your the desired magical outcome Mm -hmm. so like i said it's not going to be great during combat necessarily uh but there are like a lot of more creative ways to use them outside of outside of combat okay so like I was one of the people that I was watching while researching. This was the Dungeon Dudes. Okay. And they've got a really good. I definitely recommend watching it a couple of times because that's what I did. It's on YouTube. Yep, it's on YouTube. Okay. The Dungeon Dudes on YouTube. That's and good to know. That is also their Twitter handle, I believe. Is All right. The Dungeons underscore Dudes. I think I followed them on our on our conjoined Twitter. Nice. So. But I'll have
0: to go back and look. If not, I will follow them.
1: One example that they, they used was detect magic. Mm-hmm. Um, they said it can be very useful like during dungeon to like detect traps and stuff like if you're in the middle of a dungeon and you know this big bat is coming up, but you still need to figure out where these traps are. You don't want to waste a uh, spell yeah the spell slot on you know detecting the magic, even though you need to detect the magic, mm-hmm. you can sit down for 10 minutes, kind of give everyone like, hey, time to heal, time to regroup. Short rest. I'm, yeah, give us a short rest and I will be like, you know, over here yeah. detecting magic with my ritual or, you know, and, you, and it can just free up extra save, mm-hmm. you know, spell slots to use for later. Yeah. And that's that's one of the main appeals mm-hmm. of ritual casting is that it will take a little bit longer. It takes a little more energy and time and it takes a lot of money if you can't naturally do it. But it... Freeze yourself up during combat and during situations Mm -hmm. that you don't have to take long rests, and you don't need your bard to give you a short, make a short rest into a long rest Mm -hmm. and so forth. Another one that, and this was also an example that they used, but I thought was really fun was you can use the floating disc once you're down, once you're done with the dungeon to like pick up, uh, and you're like maybe out of spell slots, you can pick up all the treasure and put it on, uh, uh, Tenzer's floating disc. And, like, carry it out. Or, you know, if you're more like us, you know, carry the dead bodies of your friends out of the dungeon. <laughs> Once you're done, you know, give know, give them a Viking funeral. Surround them in rocks. <laughs> Light it up. That's <laughs> how they would want to go. <laughs> how do we do this? We don't have a boat. And we're out of spell slots. I can ritual cast. <laughs> I can ritual cast. <laughs> So, in my limited scope of knowledge, like, I'm very limited, but I have this app called The Spellbook, and you can look up spells by their ritual. Yeah. And so, like, I thought I'd just read a short list of all of the different spells that you can use for rituals. Go ahead. So, the first one is Alarm, which is where you can put, like, a little bell on your your camp or wherever, or on your treasure, and... It'll it'll set an alarm, so your stuff is safe, so you're safe. Then there's comprehend languages. There's detect magic, like I already said. Well what's comprehend languages? You can comprehend a language. Which is You can understand the language. I haven't I haven't actually read all of these. I thought I'd just read over the short list mostly. Uh detect poison and disease, and do you need me to explain what that does? It I'm thinking that it detects Poison and disease. It does. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm a there's, genius. There's find familiar, which is a really long spell to read, so I'm not mm-hmm. going to read it.
0: Well, isn't it uh, for but, for wizards? Like if they have a familiar and they want
1: a familiar, yes, they exactly. get a familiar. That's how you get a familiar. Is Ooh. you find it with the find familiar spell, and you can cast it as a ritual. Yay! Then there's identify, which you like. Okay. Yeah, identify. Illusory script, which uh you write on parchment, paper, or some other suitable writing material and imbue it with a potent illusion that, ima- that lasts for the duration. There's purify food and drink. There is speak with animals. Why don't I use illusory script? I have that one. Why don't you use speak with animals? Because I don't have that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bard, dang it. Ten... <laughs> Then there's Tensor's floating disk. Like I said, mm-hmm. uh, it creates a uh, disk that is three feet in diameter and one inch thick, and it floats three feet above the ground in an unoccupied space of your choice. Mm-hmm. And it can carry up to five hundred pounds. Oh
0: wow, that's a whole barbarian.
1: Yeah, it is. You could you could carry <laughs> that's one an dead entire barbarian. barbarian. <laughs> he he would be sprawled very unevenly <laughs> across this disk, but. You could carry him out of the dungeon. <laughs> Don't let go, Jack! Don't let go. <laughs> then there's unseen servant, mm-hmm. which is an incredibly useful. It's basically there's just an you unseen create, servant. You create an invisible person and you they create do stuff for you. Life, life. <laughs> exactly, which is questionable at best. Animal messenger, augury, which uh, by casting gem inlaid sticks, rolling dragon bones laying out ornate cards, or employing some other divine tool, which that is definitely a ritual. How do you inlay gems and sticks?
0: I'm concerned and fascinated at the same time. (laughs) Like hair sticks or- Okay, I was like like, actual sticks with (laughs) gems like wedged into them.
1: You just hammer it in. (laughs) What tree did you get those off of? (laughs) I mean like you can get those for rituals I got them from the Feywilds. (laughs) There you go. But uh so with those things and that one I think that actually describes a ritual very well Mm -hmm. is doing or like laying out ornate cards or employing some other divine tool, you receive an omen from an otherworldly entity about the result of a specific course of action that you plan to take within the next thirty minutes. (laughs) The DM uh, can choose the possible outcomes.
0: You guys are idiots and you're all going to die if you choose this
1: path. (laughs) I think this is a good path to go down, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Then there is Beast Sense. There goes your notes again. Pie notes. Pie notes. You're going to sit on the floor now. Yeet. (laughs) You touch a willing beast. For the duration of your spell, you can use your action to see through the beast's eyes and hear what it hears mm-hmm. and continue to do so until you use your action to return to your normal senses. Cool. That's beast sense. Like, wow, I'm, I should use that. There's gentle repose, which you touch a corpse or a, or other remains for the duration the target is protected from decay and can't become undead. And that is for 10 days. Mm-hmm. So locate plants or animals, which... Obvious. Yeah. You locate people yeah. within a radius. <laughs> There's magic mouth, which isn't as obvious. You implant a message within an object range and it within an object in range. I'm not very good at reading, you guys. A message that is uttered when triggered con, uh, when a triggered condition is met. So you can be like, hey, Mr. Stone, if somebody ever like pats you twice on the head, tell them that there's macaroni and cheese for dinner.
0: Or <laughs> so, Ronald um, Weasley. <laughs> something
1: more you <laughs> What? <laughs> the, the,
0: the, the, the um the thing that Ron gets in Harry Potter in the I wanna say the third, third Harry Potter movie? Where they first meet Dobby.
1: I don't remember.
0: It is in prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. They they steal um Ron
1: uh, and Harry can't get through to platform nine and oh, three quarters. Yeah. So they steal the car. Yeah! Okay. Well, another Harry Potter example would be when he catches the snitch when he's, uh, I think it's, uh, the Triwizard Tournament? No, no, it's, it's in the last book where it says, I open at the close and he has to put the thing back in his mouth, mm-hmm. uh, to, in order for it to open. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's in the last book. The Half-Blood Prince. So that's how Magic Mouth works. Okay. And then there's silence, which for the duration, no sound can be created within a or pass through a twenty foot radius sphere centered on a point you choose within range, which would have been really nice the other night because mm-hmm. somebody what got happened? startled. What and happened? Was, they used Thunder Wave on me <laughs> <laughs> because I startled them. You're doing me a startle. <laughs> then I like that this is this is even a thing. Skyright. I want to just write in the sky. Keyleth does Wait, that. it's a bard spell. Guys, why don't I sky write? Keyleth
0: does that in some uh, sometimes in season one. Oh, nice. Because she's a druid. She can sky go. write. But as a druid, I think sky write is a cantrip. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Nice. Yeah. Then the next one that you can cast is Fame Death which you pretend to be dead. You touch a willing creature and put it to a cataleptic state for an industry that is indistinguishable from death. Then the next one is Liamun's Tiny Hut, which it's actually like, I don't know why I haven't chosen this one Mm -hmm. because this one's like really, really useful. Where Where it is is that you, a ten foot radius immobile dome of force springs into existence around and above you mm-hmm. and remains in uh, stationary for the duration of eight hours. Oh. This spell ends if you leave its area. Nine creatures of medium size or smaller can fit inside the dome with you. The spell fails if the area includes a larger creature or more than nine creatures. But so it's really good because you can, like, get your whole party in a safe camp zone and not have to use Alarm. Like, you can still use Alarm if you want to. Or have to.
0: someone up for watch.
1: Yeah, and not... Yeah. Why don't I just choose this spell, dang it? Because you're trying to save up for the Magnificent Mansion. That's fair. Well, I don't need to save up because I'm a bard. And bards can naturally hmm. uh, cast... Well, once you get to the level that you're able to cast it from, which if I think I'm, is 8th level. No, yeah, I'm 8th level. Okay,
0: well, like I'm... an 8th level spell slot.
1: This one's, this is a level 3. Oh. This is a level 3 spell. Yeah. Yeah, I know, well, right? Then once you get the Magnificent Mansion, you just... Next time I level up, I'm getting this spell. Okay. But it's really nice because um, you would get, like, say your friends. This was this is, like, the, the one that I thought of, the ritual that I thought of, is mm-hmm. get your all your friends to sit in the circle and then me as a bard, I would maybe like draw on the ground a circle around them, that would be the, the radius, and then you'd dance and sing around your friends and stuff. And because they have to be within this radius mm-hmm. while you're casting it yeah. for it to for it to work. Otherwise that <laughs> sucks to be them. They can't get into this hut. But since uh those who are in it, they would be able to just go in and out of this dome willy nilly mm-hmm. whenever they want. If Unless they were it's you. to Huh? Unless no, it's like no, yeah. I can. I'm pretty sure that I can leave it. No, I think the caster can't leave. I'm pretty for sure the, the, the eight caster. No, you have to, uh, leaving the area like the I ten think, foot. I think it's the caster. I didn't think of that.
0: The caster if they leave the the, the area. Hmm. Then it goes. Oof.
1: Whoops. So well, maybe that would suck for me
0: then. <laughs> oh, guys. You're ready for the long rest good because i can't leave here could you get me some
1: chipotle while you're out <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so the next one is meld into stone which i thought was really interesting you step into a stone object or surface large enough to totally contain your body melding yourself and all of your equipment you can carry with into the stone for the duration <laughs> using your movement you can step into the stone at any point you can touch Nothing of your presence remains visible to or otherwise detectable by non-magical senses. It's the Homer Simpson meme where he just slowly
0: goes into the hedges.
1: (laughs) He just melds. (laughs) That's my favorite. He just (laughs) melds into those hedges. As long as you can touch it, you can just meld backwards into the stone. (laughs) Now, you can't see out of the stone. You can't really perceive what's going on outside of the stone. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think you can hear... But that's about it. But you can't see nothing. But you you gain like you know bludgeoning damage, like fifty bludgeoning damage, and you can just be like like stealthy. Gotta be sneaky. Gotta <laughs> be quick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you for getting my. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: need to watch those. Those are so good. It's been good. such a long time since I've seen those. <laughs> Oh, We still bring up the boogie monster every now and then.
1: I don't know the boogie oh
0: monsters. Gosh. I need to show you if I can find
1: those claymations again. I need to show you the boogie monster. The it's pancake mines. Yeah, this is an easy one. The you pancake can find. mines. Yeah, that one's. Uh, that's how I always find them. I watched yeah. a couple weeks ago. Well, actually, a couple months ago. The case. younger generation will not understand. I know. Well, because whatever I say, you gotta be sneaky. You got to you quick. be quick. My friend, she's always like, you gotta be sneaky, Charlie. It was like, yes, but no. But wrong reference. (laughs) Yes, but no, but yes. Yes, but no, but no. (laughs) The next one is Phantom Steed, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. A large quasi real horse like creature appears on the ground in an unoccupied space of your choice within range. You decide the creature's appearance, but it is equipped with a saddle, a bit and a bridle. Uh, Any of the equipment created by the spell vanishes into a puff of smoke if it is carried more than 10 feet away from the steed. Mm -hmm. For the duration, you or a creature you choose can ride the steed. The creature uses uh, the statistics for riding, uh, riding a horse, except it has a speed of 100 feet and can travel 10 miles in an hour or 13 miles at a fast pace. When the spell ends, the steed gradually fades, ga- giving the rider one minute to dismount. The if the spell ends if you use an action to dismiss it or if the steed takes any damage. So it's like the bush from uh, Fortnite. If it takes any damage, it's gone. But it's amazing while it's there. And that can, like, that one I just think is really cool. Yeah. The next one is water breathing, which is another really useful spell. Like, you don't necessarily want to spend a spell slot on that one. hmm but you can absolutely use the, the ritual spell casting. Well, in water breathing, it's like to the point. You can breathe water. Exactly. And it uh, can go for 24 hours, mm-hmm. which is really, really nice. Good. <laughs> I thought it was 10 hours for some reason. Oh, no. The next one is water walk, which is obviously you get to walk on water. You become Jesus. Do you believe? Do you believe that you can walk on water? The next one is divination. Your magic and an offering put an offering you put in contact with a god or a god's servants you ask a single question concerning a specific goal event or activity to occur within seven days the dm offers a truthful reply the reply might be a short phrase or a cryptic rhyme or an omen i love omens that's a level four spell that's wow yeah i'd take that if I was not... A well, and
0: it's, it's a deity that you're going to ask, so they're not going to be straight to the point.
1: Yeah, exactly. They're going to be
0: vague as all get out.
1: Yeah, it's a DM. Of course it's a deity. <laughs> Figure it out, losers. <laughs> the next one is commune or commune. 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 So you contact your deity or a divine proxy asks, uh, and ask up to three questions that can be answered with a yes or a no. So you're playing of 20. 20 questions. You get three.
0: <laughs> Does the hidden villain have brown eyes? No. Have I met them before? Yes. I... Do they have brown eyes? <laughs> Do they have brown eyes?
1: For the last time, no. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Bye, guys. Peace. <laughs> How are you doing today? That's not a yes or no answer. <laughs> I can't answer that. <laughs> you didn't phrase it in, in a yes or no. <laughs> so the next one is commune with nature. You briefly become one with nature and gain a knowledge of the surrounding territory. In the outdoors, you, the spells gives you the knowledge of the land within three miles of you. Ooh. In caves or other unnatural or underground settings, the radius is limited to 300 feet, which is still pretty good. The spell does not function where nature has been replaced by construction, such as dungeons and towns. Dungeons or dragons. (laughs) Contact other plane. You mentally connect, mentally contact a demigod the spirit of a long dead sage or someone other or some other mysterious entity from another plane, which is yikes. So you, can you don't just, know who you're getting. Nope. Rary. And the next, so the next after that is Rary's telepathic, telepathic bond, telepathic bond. Telepathic. It's going to be a telepathic bond in which you can forge a telepathic link among up to eight willing creatures of your choice within range. So once you can get level five spells, do it. Like you can just be one with your group, and it would be amazing. Be a hive mind. <laughs> uh, how long does that last? One hour. Okay. So you can split the party for one hour. Don't, don't, don't you know you never split the party? Never split the party. But unless you're like in a safe space. Even then, don't split the party. You we just, we just split the party. Nobody is with one another. But we're in my boyfriend's castle. But. Mean,
0: you mean Not all your husband?
1: Not yet. Your fiancé? Yeah. One step above, boyfriend? Yeah. And then the next one is Dromige Instant Summons. You touch an object weighing 10 pounds or less whose longest dimension is 6 feet or less. The... Spell leaves an invisible mark on its surface and invisibly inscribes the name of the item on the sapphire you used as the material component. Each time you cast the spell, you must use a different sapphire. And it keeps going, but... Is blue zinc okay? Because that's all I have. No, it has to be worth a thousand gold points. Well, dang it! Gold points! GP, gold points. And then this the, is not the internet. <laughs> we do not use points here. <laughs> the, the last spell that uh, my spellbook app has that is a ritual uh, is called Forbiddance. Mm-hmm. You create a ward against magical travel that protects up to 40,000 square feet of floor space to a height of 30 feet above the floor. That's a lot. That's a big area. For the duration, creatures can't teleport into or the area or use portals, such as those created by the gate or spell to uh, enter the area. So this is Hogwarts. This is straight up. You, you are forbidden. You can't operate uh, in or out. You are forboding. Of the entire castle. You are forbidden. You are forbidden. Biddens. So that is the spell. That is the list that I have. Mm-hmm. It's probably not limited to it because this is an older app. And hasn't updated in a while, I but
0: think. Let me see.
1: But you can find this is. I know this is what would be in the book. That's true. This is what is in the player's handbook. That's true. So uh, you'd have to talk to your DM about other such things, about other spells that you could use as rituals. Mm-hmm. But that is the the short list.
0: Hey guys, it's Lindsay. Uh, real quick before this next segment. I was going back and listening and I realized how big of a dumb I was during this. Uh, I swear, I swear to high heaven, I was listening the entire time. I just thought there was more that wasn't touched on, but uh, everything got covered. So yeah, I'm sorry for this next bit. Please don't hate me. I was was paying attention, I swear. Yeah, okay. Uh, Enjoy the rest of this podcast episode. Bye. That's cool. That's pretty cool. Um, Spell tags, uh, probably. You can also probably find them on like the internet. D and D Beyond. D and D Beyond, exactly. It has like every single
1: spell known to man. For sure. Oh my gosh. The uh the app that I'm using is called the Spellbook, mm. and it's a uh, little icon is an open book with five e on it, and it's black and white. And that's that is honestly my favorite app that I use with D and D, because like I it I was just reading the first paragraph of each of those spells. It goes into the entire description of the spells oh what you need. There's and like
0: he- two pages of virtual casting spells on D and D Beyond. Yeah, two pages.
1: Two big, long pages. That's awesome. Phantom Steed, Purify Food and Drink. Instant
0: Summons.
1: Was that one? I don't remember that No, you
0: didn't do this one. This one looks really
1: cool. So Uh. what is Instant Summons? Okay, it says,
0: You touch an object weighing ten pounds or less, whose longest dimension is six feet or less. Oh no, I just read that one. Did? Didn't I? No. The spell leaves an invisible mark on its surface. Stop dropping your notes. I thought you threw them on the floor. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I did. I was going to use them. Ugh.
0: It says you uh, place an invisible mark on its surface and it visibly inscribes the name of the item. Yeah. On draw... a sapphire that you use as a material component each time you cast a spell. Okay.
1: Yeah. Draw me. Draw me. G. Draw me. Draw me Dramidges. 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 Dramidges instant summons. Oh okay. It's just called instant summons here. Instant summons.
0: There's the sky right silence. Beast what? sense. Yep. I read that one. Yeah. Touch a willing beast for the duration of the spell. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I think you got everything. Yeah, right there. Dramidji's instant summons.
1: So there's just two different yeah. versions
0: of it. I think it's two different ones. They're just for two different classes. Okay. Um, yeah, gentle repose. Yep,
1: where you touch dead thing and yeah, make it so you got
0: everything. You got the entire thing.
1: Nice. Hey! Hey! Hey, you did
0: it. Um But there's also Rituals that certain classes, only certain classes can do as well.
1: Well, all of those uh, were only limited to certain classes, but uh, it also, the app will tell you which ones are yeah. limited to who. Because I know
0: one of my characters has a ritual spell that you didn't Okay. do, and I think it's Eno. Eno's my most played character, because I love her so much. <laughs> I love her <laughs> Let me look at her spells. Nope. Uh, not racial. I think it's part of her actions? I know for a fact. Yeah, her ritual spells. Nope. Could have sworn I could do one of my healing spells as the ritual. Oh well. Hmm. I need to go over her freaking her freaking character sheet again because apparently I don't know nothing. <laughs> I get
1: that. I have oh. to go over all of my character sheets. It's really good to go over your character sheets. Yeah. And especially going through your inventory at least once a week. Oh, she has some really cool things that I keep forgetting she has. <laughs> exactly. You've like you're like get used to playing a character a certain way, yeah. but But yeah, because she acts on impulse—that's her thing—and everybody,
0: everybody that I've played her with hates it because they're like, (laughs) "We're supposed to stick to a plan," and she's like, "Well, I I was gonna do this thing because that's what I felt like I should do." (laughs) No, no, we have to stick together as a
1: team. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm
0: gonna turn on the light. Okay, yeah, it's getting pretty dark, even though it's like super light out. There's an aeroplane. Oh, there's a bird. There's another bird. Oh, we God. don't have
1: a curtain on the back window that we recorded the room in. And it daylight savings light. just happened, so we can actually see outside. Oh. We're not recording in the dead of night this time. Oh, it feels like the dead of night. It does. Ugh. So what are some of the limitations to... Uh, some of the limitations of ritual spell casting? is that it is really difficult to use during combat. So yeah. you would want to kind of gear your spells towards non-combat situations which you can do if you like listen to that list like a lot of those aren't combat situation things like if you can't if you want to you can use them but um you have to maintain concentration through the entire 10 minutes so like if you get distracted boom you have to start all over again well and that wastes components as well if you get distracted Not well. There's actually very few components in D and D that Mm -hmm. get used up by the spell. I think there's only like a there's a very scant handful Mm -hmm. of spells that actually consume your components. Yeah. Thank goodness, because like that gets expensive. Well, some
0: DMS make you buy your components and be, and they're like every time you use a component, you can't use it again.
1: That's not, that's, hmm, I'd have a word with those DMs because, uh, yeah. because it's not how it is. The, the, the spell will say specifically whether it uh, consumes at the mm-hmm. end. Uh, that's the true. The component. Well, and it will say right next to components. Yeah, as well. And then, so another limitation is that since you aren't using spell slots, you can't cast these things at a higher spell slot. Mm-hmm. You have to use it as at its base level. So if you do need it to work a little bit better, if you want it to work longer or then whatever, you probably use a spell slot. then you need to use a spell slot. Okay, you need to use it at a higher spell slot. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, you still need all of the spell components in order to cast the mm-hmm. spell, as we were saying. So. And then I think there was something about multiclassing also from N World that I didn't understand very well. Hence, well, we'll, we'll get to multiclassing probably in the next episode. Awesome. Hence, I'm going to look at the multiclassing bit of this. And again, I'm reading this from nworld.org, and it is the uh, it is the Know Your Rights: A Guide to Ritual Casting.
0: Plead the Fifth, always.
1: <laughs> Everything <laughs>
0: you say can and will be used against you in the
1: law. In the in a court of law. In a court of law. Let's see if I can find it again. There we go. So multi-classing. It is important to note that for every class with a ritual casting as with ritual casting as a part of the spellcasting feature, the wording specifically limits that feature to spells from that class. For example, the cleric version reads, you can cast a cleric spell as a ritual if that spell has the ritual tag and you have the spell prepared. Mm -hmm. This means that your Eldritch Knight can't just pick up a level of of cleric in order to gain the ritual cast feature on all your spells. It will only work for the cleric spells, not for the Eldritch Knight wizard Mm -hmm. spells that you cast. Likewise, if you are a wizard who multi classes into a ranger, you can't just cast your ranger spells as rituals, even if they have the ritual tag. So when you when you choose the feat, or you have to choose only one class of spells that you can mm-hmm. ritual cast in. And I think all of all of Eno's are all druidic rituals. There you go. So. There's a lot of really good... Well, there's actually not a ton of great resources out there, but the resources that are out there for ritual spellcasting are excellent, mm-hmm. like nworld.org, like the Dungeon uh, the dungeon Dudes. And uh, I really, like, recommend looking into it for yourself, but I really, really hope all of this helped. Mm-hmm. I hope this worked for you. <gasps> Wait. What? I think you forgot a ritual spell.
0: Do it. Okay. So... Have you ever had a party member die on you and you really, really wanted
1: them back? Oh, there was a ceremony, right? Not ceremony. Because I couldn't find ceremony. Nope, not ceremony. But we talked about that in the very first one. In the
0: very first one, we
1: talked about ceremony, but it didn't have this feature. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. Ceremony is also a ritual casting spell. So good luck finding that. Where did you find ceremony? Ceremony... I found on dndbeyond.com. There you go. Um,
0: and, you know, actually has it. Okay, So, because yeah. she's a cleric. You might as well have it if you're a cleric. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but there is one that is a ritual spell, and this is the whole reason why I asked you to... To look into ritual spells. To look spells. into ritual spells. Okay. And it is called, if I can find it, it's called Resurrection. do 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 this is a ritual spell. You can only cast this as a ritual spell. All right. And it takes an hour to Oh complete. my gosh. It's, it's a very, very complicated spell, but if you're able to complete it, then you get that party member back. Yeah, we used that. We got
1: Ravrin's mm-hmm. pet uh, fairy dragon back. Yeah. We didn't say Ravrin, though. Oof. You need, yeah, you need like a diamond, don't you? It, the casting time is
0: one hour, and this is a seventh-level spell. Okay. And those who can get it are bards and clerics. Oh wow. The range that you need for the resurrection spell is touch. The components are a diamond worth at least one thousand gold, or and which which the spell consumes. Mm-hmm. So once you use that diamond, it's gone. It's instantaneous, but the Description of it says you touch a dead creature that's been dead for no more than a century that didn't die of old age and That isn't undead if its soul is free and willing the target returns to life with all its hit points The spell neutralizes any poisons and cures normal diseases afflicting the creature when it died It doesn't however remove magical diseases curses and the like if such effects aren't removed prior to casting the spell they afflict the target on its return to life. The spell closes all normal, all mortal wounds and restores any missing body parts. Coming back from the dead is an ordeal, so the target takes a negative four penalty to all attack rolls, saving rolls, or saving throws and ability checks every time the target finishes a long rest. The penalty is reduced by one until it disappears. Uh, casting this restores life to a creature that has been dead for one year or longer taxes you greatly so if the creature is dead for longer
1: than a year um it takes energy from you the until you finish... that we had only like let us do it with creatures that have been dead one minute or less mm-hmm.
0: yeah until you finish a long rest you can't cast spells again so it takes all of your charges all your spell charges if it's been longer than a year Wow. After it died. Yeah. Uh, you have disadvantages on all attack rolls, ability checks, and saving throws until you take that long rest. So that is resurrection. And there's another version of it, which is true resurrection, but I don't think we should go into it, because it's basically the exact same thing, except you touch, you touch a creature that's been dead for more than a century. More, uh, It's about two centuries is how far you can go. Okay. With uh, true wow. resurrection, but instead you need a sprinkle of holy water and diamonds worth at least twenty five thousand gold. Oof! Which all gets consumed. Oof! And only clerics and druids can learn true restoration or uh, true
1: resurrection. For sure, that is a lot. Oof!
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that has been ritual casting. That's ritual casting yeah. for you now you know a little bit more about what it takes to be a ritual caster.
1: You know just a little bit more about spell casting. Yeah.
0: And it's not just you wave your hand and you
1: consume a spell slot. You can conserve your spell slots just by doing rituals. And dancing around a little bit, or, yeah. you know, chanting, or, you know, throwing, you know, your tarot cat cards around. Yeah. Drop, drop in your, your, your flash cards. cards.
0: <laughs> drop your flash cards on the floor, and play that 52-card pickup. <laughs> in all honesty, a wizard would probably have, like, a huge stack. 70 billion yeah. two-card pickup. Probably, like, the entirety of Oxford Dictionary, of, this, like, the spine. That's how thick that would be.
1: That would be intense. Oh, it would be. Who would? That's do why that, you don't. So that's why you don't use flashcards. That's why you that get a book. Wizards don't need flashcards,
0: okay? <laughs> but that would be so funny to do like a modern day.
1: That would be great. A modern
0: day D and D campaign. <laughs> Hold on, I dropped my flashcards. We should do that. Oh, I'll put that on the I on can't the Yes,
1: Without my flashcards. <laughs> <I can't cast laughs> without my <me> flashcards. <laughs> What was that accent? I can't see without
0: my glasses. That's like a, like, partly Minnesotan.
1: <laughs> Minnesotan?
0: I can't, I can't cast without my glasses and my flashcards.
1: You have to have the glasses it? to see the flashcards. <laughs> can't see them. <laughs> oh, that would be so hard. Anyway... This has been another episode of There's, There's a, a Rule for, for That. that. <laughs> I think we got off topic a few
0: times, but this is not the off podcast. That's, well, we can go off topic if we want. It's our podcast. That's fair. But if you enjoyed this episode, please rate us on iTunes and Google Play. Five stars. Five stars, please. Uh, but if you have any suggestions, please tell us. I will look over the reviews. In my free time, <laughs> and I know you probably won't.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm bad at this game. Ugh.
0: But if you could rate us and tell us how we're doing, that would be awesome. I will read the comments. Um, we're also on Spotify, so if you, yeah, if you, <laughs> she just dabbed. <laughs> I wanted to dab too, but I was like, I can't. I need to keep going. Keep Ugh. going we on Spotify. Yeah, we're on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. We're also on Twitter at A Rule For That. We're also on YouTube by the same name. Eventually. Eventually. Hopefully. By this time, Saturday. Poke me. Brand, get on it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, if you have any suggestions for future episodes... Uh, please email us at, at gmail.com. And yeah, this has been another episode. I hope you join us next time. Uh, until then, I'm Lindsay Berry. I'm Brianne Bradley. And don't be a wizard who uses flashcards. Bye! Bye!